Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the first ever episode of Homestar Rerunner. If you can think of a better name, please let me know. Um, I am the, the guy who wins all the competitions. That's me, Evan Elliott. Um, I'm, I'm David, and uh, a Homestar-related joke here. Yeah, um, I figured I'm going to try to open these episodes up with as many just genuinely awful references as I can cram together. That's that's mostly what Homestar Runner is, is just every possible reference crammed into about four or five minutes. Yeah, I've noticed that like a lot of the like, obviously, this is going to be almost immediately off topic. But a lot of the later cartoons I find are so lost in references to themselves and like <laughs> older jokes that yeah, it's genuinely. Well, that, it gets... That's why, you know, such thing as the Homestar Runner wiki exists, which I'm sure <laughs> will will get great use of in the uh, production of this show absolutely oh god uh, yeah because I've, I've been watching some like some of the later uh strong bad emails and i find it almost impossible to actually find one i can recommend to somebody if i want them to get into it because it's you've got to explain who this weird joke is or who a steve is or whatever else and it just you have to watch a hundred different episodes to actually establish who the characters are and i'm gonna get into the topic at hand for this particular episode. Uh, that is the, uh, because this is the first episode, I feel like it makes the most sense to do the uh, the first time here episode and the various character introductions. So the first time uh, the first time here episode, I, I don't know if that's anyone's first introduction to uh, Homestar. I, I uh, didn't, I don't yeah, think I even... Like, I, I think the first time I loaded up the site, I played the actual like intro theme song the first time. I saw I saw Homestar Runner and I was like, oh, my God, it's a sock puppet. What is happening? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Uh, and then the home menu loaded and I just kind of clicked around and I totally missed the fact that there was a big old button on the right side that said first time here. And it was probably a good month or so later that I found it. It was a solid length of time for me as well, because I think the first time when I the first cartoon that I saw from them was uh, most in the graveyard. Like the the one with the snarling undead hungry sheep hill. I think it was the first one that oh, I saw. Oh, was that a, was that a strong bad email? No, that was a, a Halloween special, I think, because it's got the goblin in it. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. the the first time here. I don't think I I might it might have been quite a while until I actually saw the first time here tune, which it, it is a very good introduction to Homestar and Strong Bad as characters. That's true. It definitely does what it sets out to do, which is kind of surprising. Like the to, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I don't know if anybody who's going to be hearing this, at least in the early stages, won't have seen any Homestar. But the essentially the conceit is, is that he's giving an introduction to the website, but but he can't seem to get the wording right. And I think they take I think they go like the number of takes ends up being like one below the record for most takes. I remember reading that. On oh, like, really? and the home star rookie, like they deliberately made it so it was one below the record of most most takes for a single uh, single any sort of filming. And the director, of course, is the illustrious Cherry Gregg. Yeah, Cherry Gregg, I think, appears in other cartoons on HomestarRunner.com, but I don't remember any. I know his name shows up more than once. I just don't know if uh, I don't know a lot about actually what he like. I don't think he shows up in person or anything like that. I think he's just a producer. He's kind of like. Uh, the Chimen uh, A Chimendez, he just kind of shows up in various things when they need a name for a producer or something like that, right? Or or Lem Sports interviews, <laughs> Lem Sports interviews. I think that's my favorite of the weird names. <laughs> I, 
I, I gotta say my favorite one is Teague Dugland. <laughs> Teague Dugland. He's the uh the the, the manager, manager for, for limousine. Teague yeah. Dugland. <laughs> I remember actually the first yeah. when I saw the the first time here tune for the first time, I was uh I think in grade eight or something like that. And when I was watching it, uh it, it randomizes well for one of the takes, he's either like in a clown costume or whatever. And it kind of randomizes depending on when you watch it. But also they had him blurred yeah. out and he was naked. And I was like, and I didn't watch it for like two more weeks because I was certain that like this was an older kid's website or something like that because he was like <laughs> blurred out naked. And I was like, I can't watch this anymore. I, I'm eighth, I'm in eighth grade. And what is this? Um, <laughs> I just watched the video uh, like 20 minutes ago. And I think the random one that showed up was just Homestar in a sailor suit. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's more uncomfortable than Homestar in the uh, in Homestar naked. Yeah, like you need arms to sail Homestar. It's kind of it's kind of one of the main things you need. Yeah, I find like the other thing, the weird thing about it is those like I was watching through the character introductions and getting to hear uh, the lovely, somewhat sexist Marzipan introduction again. And <laughs> I'm sure this is something that will come up uh, because this is well, for just I guess just because of the sort of the nature of this thing, but a lot of the characters, in particular, uh, strong bad Bubs and Marzipan, have some kind of kind of problematic nature to them, especially Bubs's voice. Oh sure, yeah. Like strong bad used to have like an incredibly like over affected uh, Mexican or Hispanic accent, and you know Marzipan is every like stereotype of like feminism all in one right from the get-go yeah it's it's kind of interesting to see that because like i find most of the homestar fans that i've met well now are all like pretty left-wing people yet the cartoon seems to almost prime you for that like reddit anti-feminism kind of thing given the way a lot of i feel like it never really progressed to that point i i think they just kind of you know, poked fun here and there and just more just kind of reveled in it being kind of a random thing to joke about. Yeah, that's true. Like they didn't Homestar Runner never really had like politics. Like I don't think like there was never because it's almost a chill. I don't know. Is it a children's cartoon? That's something I was really never able to discern if that's what they wanted. I, I feel like it's a children's cartoon in the same way that like Animaniacs is a children's cartoon. Like, there's so many references in it that you do not understand as a child watching it. Um, to be fair, I watched it the first time when I was, I want to say, 13. Um, but, uh, yeah, there there was still definitely a lot of things in it that I did not understand at the time. But really, just kind of the slapstick nature of it makes it, you know, entertaining for kids as well, I feel like. Absolutely. Like I, I still remember though, actually I used to get, in, I used to get in trouble for watching it because my mom's kind of strict about stuff like that. And back when I was like in, I can't even, remember, I would have been in like grade five or six when I started watching this stuff. The fact that she said crap was like scandalous for me at the time. <laughs> Holy like, crap. Like, Oh God, my baby ears. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was like that, and not to get again too much into the other cartoons that we're going to be covering, like in later stuff. But the one uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a Cheat Commandos episode where uh, the the intern guy says, uh, "Well, I'm going to go home and get teen pregnant," and for whatever, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh and, God! 
And that line, again, that line was another one where I felt like really weirdly uncomfortable about hearing that when I was younger. Because yeah, and then yeah. you know, as you have grown up, you realize that it's more like this is a reference to every after-school special that was on when the brothers Chaps were kids. Yeah, that, that's what I like about like it. Uh, this uh, Homestar Runner in general is that it feels very much just like it feels like it's permanently been just two '80s guys trying to make each other laugh. Like that whole the whole aesthetic to it. Yeah, and and it really kind of evolved into that. You know, the 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 whole thing from the get go. You know, back when the site launched was Homestar is a good athlete and he always wins competitions. Um, and there was really not too much that was referential about it. I feel like, like I've watched some of the really early stuff and it's kind of, that is really more like a children's cartoon. I feel like I like the strong, yeah, the strongest man in the world contest, like the original video, not the weird home, the one where strong bad reads it, which is a lot more referential, but the, especially, yeah, the first couple, the strongest man in the world competition and all that stuff is very like, cause it wasn't, it was a children's book when it began, if I'm not mistaken, like that was, it's yeah. I think the they, they wrote this, they, they made this thing in Photoshop. They printed it out at Kinko's and gave it to a few of their friends. And then just later on, they were like, Hey, we've got these characters. We could do a cartoon of this. Yeah, because I remember like the whole thing was kind of supposed to be like an experiment. Uh, Matt wanted to learn how to use Flash better, and they figured, well, we've got all these characters lying around. We'll just use them. Yeah, and then, of course, you get the actual personality of all the characters in the character videos. Yeah, that's the, it's, it, was, it was funny watching the character videos after having you know watched this show for, Jesus, almost 10 years now. For you, I imagine it's even longer. But... Having watched this for such a long time, it's very weird to see the way they. Because when did the character? Do you know when the character videos came out? Um, so they've got this. They've got the newer designs for the characters. Like they, they've got the cell shading. Um, Homestar doesn't have like the weird like globe shaped head anymore. Um, <laughs> so I'd say probably around two thousand two or two thousand three. You know, they, oh, yeah, they've yeah, kind of finalized the character uh, designs at that point. Yeah, because it's just the character personalities, though, are so... They're, they're very different, I find, from the way they end up in the characters' videos. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like, like in particular, like Strong Sad in particular. He's still got the old voice at that point, I think. He's, well, one of the older voices that he had. Yeah, when, when he had kind of the more sing-song, Oh, I'm Strong Sad, but I love the cure. Um, <laughs> he kind of just turned into more of like a... A sarcastic Michael Sarah type character. After a while, I feel like yeah. He the uh, those strong said that strong said does have my favorite line out of any of the character videos, which is where he says, uh, uh, "Oh shit, how does it go again?" I I literally just watched it and I'm blanking on it now. But he goes something along the lines of a, uh, "I like I, I guess I like board games more than most people," which is to say that I like board games more than most people do. But also that I like board games more than I like most people. <laughs> you know, I I. I do relate to that. I, I just got married a couple months ago and the majority of our wedding gifts were board games. I've noticed that too. Like that's a kind of the character, uh, I guess the character to a lot of the people who I've met who have been in because I'm sort of the same way. Most of the people who've watched it are the kind of people who would be very into board games because they're selling, I mean, they're selling a board game now that Trogdor, the, bo- the Trogdor, the board game, which I'm sure we'll get around to talking about a little bit more in the, in the future of this. Yeah. 
I think it's past a million dollars at this point, and they were aiming for seventy-five. Seriously, grand. a million? Holy shit! I, I mean, I'm not. I guess I'm not surprised because there's, you know, yeah. this shows. I mean, it was a meme once upon a time, and nostalgia value alone would probably drive that. Yeah, and there's you know tons of Dungeons and Dragons references in Homestar Runner as well, which I suppose is another thing that was popular uh, starting in the '80s. So that kind of explains that. I'm, I'm try. I don't. I know there's that. Uh, I know like in the like in in the like the character videos, for example, like the one of the things that I noticed also is they've kind of got uh, a different character for like Coach Z a lot as well. I find they've. Because Coach Z kind of got a very uncomfortable sexual predator vibe to him later on in the show, that and like yeah, that, that I definitely uh, can feel that um, <laughs> later on. Like he starts just kind of as the weird, you know, dad character who you know has this weird accent and you know has hangs out in the locker room and gives kids advice, but then you know. There's all the stuff about, you know, slapping rear ends and like his weird <laughs> obsession with ointments and, <laughs> really? and and then he starts a rap career. So there's that. I guess you can't really call it a career, but he, he does rap. But I, I just like that they like because in his character video, he starts to do these people try to fade me, which I don't know. Does he ever actually finish these people's try to fade me or is that like because I think that was a powered by the cheat video or something. Um, I don't recall if there was a video for that song. I know that they did record a full version of that song for the for the CD. Oh, um, yeah. Strong Bad Sings or? Yeah, Strong Bad Sings and other type hits. <laughs> um, it's a and good then, uh, the I think the Coach Z song that um, that got the video was uh, Give Me a Chance to Do a Hip Hop Dance. Oh yeah, like I remember that, that was tacked onto the end of the new boots video. Oh, is new yeah, new boots is like a, it's just a powered by the cheat short, right? Yeah, and, and I think we'll get into powered by the cheat stuff more in depth in another episode. Um, but yeah, th- there's a whole another world of Coach Z that is not explored in the in the character video. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like. I'd like at some point to do an episode that's just about the the, the Coach Z rap songs, or maybe just the songs in general. Yeah, there's a lot of songs, like more more than were on the CD, more than you can download on the downloads page, and you you just kind of have to dig for them. Some of them are you know only ten seconds, but they're all uh, they're almost all of them. I feel like pretty pretty genius. Absolutely, like. The uh, like another thing in like I've noticed like the for the I guess because we're talking about the intro video uh, and like that sort of stuff you can talk about uh, the, the the cartoons it links off to I I only remember uh, it, it links off what to the Homestar Talker to a job well done and I don't remember what the third thing is it was uh, a link to just the page for strong bad emails oh okay that makes sense. Because the uh, the like a job well done in particular, I feel like we can talk about that because it's not really going to be included on any other episode uh, like lists or anything like that. A job well done uh, was I don't know, like how was a job well done was a uh, was before they'd finalized the characters, right? Like that would have been 2001 or something like that. Um, Yeah, I think I haven't watched that one recently, but I think. I feel like I remember it being pretty close to final character designs, at least maybe not like 
character development for sure but um it, there's the whole uh it, it does still very much have the the strong sad you know sing songy voice you listen to it while you slumber <laughs> while well, he gives coach z the the tape of him reading job over and over again <laughs> so I've, I've always i've always enjoyed the the job well done or job well done rather because there's that one scene where they've got coach z strapped down in the movie theater clockwork orange style and they've got him watching <laughs> uh <laughs> the businessman's job is giving the business <laughs> and then which the is poop- true it's <laughs> yeah. definitely true and then the poop smith's job is obvious. <laughs> and then the, the punchline of the whole video is that he learns how to say job, but gets uh, worse at saying Homestar. He calls him hamstring at one point, which is one of the many Homestar echolalia moments that I've had is just him saying hamstring. <laughs> Ramrod? Uncle? <laughs> Ramrod. <laughs> I really like that tune. I'm Whamwad one I, um, Putting more R's in Homestar's name, I think, is a good idea. Ramrod Runner. How many R's can you fit in Homestar's name? Wum, war, one, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that would make the intro video a little bit more interesting. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, getting, I guess getting back to the intro video, uh, good, a good re-segue <laughs> there. Uh, the one of like I remember like that was another one where uh, I think that was probably uh, the bane of any of my f- elementary school friends' existence would have been that video because I think the number of times I would have said like the USS HomestarRunner.com or the uh, the Mex or I purposefully like I memorized that entire video back in elementary school even the Spanish bit that he does just like to harass yeah, my friends. Too. Oh, hello. I am Homestar, and this is a website. Or, uh, my favorite still when he's like, uh, it's homestarrunner.net, and then you hear the guy was, it's .com. It's .com. <laughs> and a little tagline comes up. Yeah, that was, that was, I, I, that, I feel like that was an in-joke with my friend group for a little bit, at least. Just, just like so many other, you know, one-off jokes from this website. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that I feel like is going to come up a lot, is the sort of the, the way in which, like, it's, it's humor is kind of really disseminated throughout the internet. I think it doesn't get the credit it deserves for kind of helping to invent a very sort of specific style of being funny online. Yeah. And it, and it was never the kind of, you know, harmful being funny online that was really popular, you know, in, in kind of Homestar's contemporaries, like, uh, I guess Newgrounds had a lot of stuff on it that, uh, was I guess kind of mean spirited, I'd say, as far as flash animation goes. And that got tons and tons of views because I, I feel like people just really wanted to see how edgy they could be. Yeah, I, I always remember like all of those games that were just involved you being George Bush and like murdering Osama bin Laden or something like that. Like Yeah, like the 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 Simpsons made a joke about. Oh yeah, the uh, oh yeah yeah the uh, Bin Laden in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it delivers on what it promises. Yep, but I find like there's even a sort of like a a trace of the the sort of way they approach jokes, even in like the McElroy brother podca- podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, I I feel like a lot a lot of McElroy humor evolved out of kind of this 
early 2000s internet culture that they all grew up in. Like there's in particular, like in a lot of the, uh, like the open, like there's a lot of usage of sort of like just playing with words, like saying things in a, in a sort of a weird way. Like I'm trying to think of an example from the particular the episodes that we're talking about, but like uh, there's one where he calls uh strong, sad, sad, Zachary Taylor. <laughs> and like, uh, or, or, oh the, yeah. The, in, the example that I can think of uh, from the character videos, um, like in the Homestar one, it, it's another one of those, you know, it, it chooses a random option every time you load the page. Um, and yeah, it's Homestar choosing a word to describe himself. And uh, the one that I just got was uh, Strong Bad chiming in from the side of the screen going, don't forget uh, Lionel Richie. <laughs> Yeah, like, it feels like almost like, I guess, a good version of the sort of lol random humor that would have been popular around the same time as well, like that done yeah. properly. Yeah, Teen Girl Squad, I feel like, is definitely that. You know, the 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 hyper-violent cartoons just taken down to a more extremely silly level. I like that's like that's I remember they wrote a there was an article in the Rolling Stone a couple of years ago back when they had just started rebooting the website again after like the hiatus. And they had a thing where they talked about a lot of creators. I think the is it Pendleton Ward from Adventure Time, I think this is his name. He uh, he, for example, they talked about how it really inspired his stuff. And I mean, they were on Gravity Falls like they I feel like there's a oh, lot yeah. of. Yeah, Matt Chapman was the voice of Mermondo. I think he did. Uh, oh no, never mind. Uh, different. I was going to say. I thought he was the, the time traveler guy. That's Justin Roiland, actually. Yeah, that definitely was Justin Roiland. Oh yeah, wow! Because I, I, I feel like you can see a lot of like where Matt's sensibilities got into uh, a lot. Got into uh, uh, Gravity Falls as well. Like, there's a lot of jokes that I feel like either Matt wrote or somebody who'd grown up watching Homestar Runner cartoons and was in the writer's room had come up with. Yes, absolutely. Like the one that I can immediately think of is uh Grunkle Stan subscribing to um, gold chains for old men magazine. <laughs> I think, yeah, that one, basically anything they watch on TV feels like it could have been out of a uh, Homestar video, like the baby fights. Yes. <laughs> Du- uh, ductective you know, like all those sort of jokes like just in the sort of like the very surreal but like i guess benignly surreal like to contrast it against a lot of like the eric andre stuff which is a lot more like aggressive with its weirdness that it always kind of treats it as normal yeah it's it's surreal and nobody cares yeah you know, like all of the characters like except sometimes sometimes strong bad almost none of the characters ever sort of comment on how weird the stuff is whereas a lot of other sort of surreal humor stuff tries to draw your attention to it. Right. Yeah. Like why, why does Bubs have a concession stand that's just out in a field with nothing else around? Yeah. I, I, I do like when like uh, that one in, uh, I think it's uh, it's donut onto others where he's, he goes, you set up a rival concession stand, not uh, he goes just across the road from me across the way <laughs> or something like that. Cause he looks down, there's no road there. Just, just across across the, the way from me. From me. <laughs> yeah, because, yep. I mean, I'd also find, like, I don't know, Bubs is still a character that's very weird for me because he's he's very coded black throughout the entire episode. I mean, especially, like, in his character video, I find they try to... He's he's a 
kind of a black exploitation stereotype without actually making well he's blue but you know they have a lot of that sort of characteristics to him yeah like how how he's like there was there used to be on the games page this game called dancing bubs (laughs) that's that's specifically what i was thinking of when he in the characters video he also goes oh oh, and i can dance and he does the whole thing and that whole kind of thing feels Again, not maybe not malicious or anything. I don't want to act like I'm going to your fave is problematic Homestar Runner or anything like that. Sure. But it it does feel like there are some it's it's mostly benign, I guess. But there's a lot of stuff that's definitely from a different time. It comes from, you know, the the creators coming from a certain point of view. And maybe they just, you know, weren't thinking of these things at the time. Exactly. Like I, I also feel like in a lot of like early internet sort of videos and culture and whatnot, there was that sort of you can say anything you want. It's the wild, wild west kind of approach to things. And not just with stuff like that, but just we were talking about the Newgrounds videos earlier. I find there was that whole sort of thing. It's because you could now do anything and there were no censors. A lot of people took full advantage of that to just post literally anything. Oh yeah, Newgrounds had all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't want to see. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I, you know, it's been obviously good and bad because that same sort of lack of oversight is the same sort of thing that allows something as genuinely odd as Homestar was to survive and thrive without having to worry about people trying to rein it in. Yeah, I, I, I did really find it refreshing back then that there was this site which only had this one series on it um, because I, like the other sites I was going to at the time were like, Weeble's stuff, um, which, you know, had the Weeble and Bob cartoons, but also, you know, like these musical shorts. And also they uh, they hosted videos by other people like they hosted Salad Fingers by David Firth. They hosted the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny by um, Alt F4 and Lemon Demon, um, which, by the way, is where I first saw that video. But that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> And uh, rathergood.com, um, which is where the, the the sponge monkeys or spong monkeys from that uh, from that old Quiznos ad came from. I I gonna say I have no idea what that is. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was this this ad campaign in I feel like maybe 2003 or so for Quiznos subs, um, and they hired this British animator uh, Joel Veach or Veitch. Um, and, uh, his, his whole thing were these, you know, crudely made, um, flash animations that were often musical, uh, which had animals in them, usually with some kind of really like distorted features. They were just pictures of animals that were kind of bouncing back and forth, singing songs or, or dancing or something like that. Um, and they would often have like human eyes or mouths superimposed over them so they're just like really like creepy looking um and, and yeah quiznos was like yes that is what we want to advertise our subs um so yeah that that's what happens back in those days it's it's great because like having seen all those flash animations i've never seen that before but i, I feel like i have an a near perfect image in my brain just from knowing the sort of aesthetics of stuff back then yes absolutely because like that's another thing. I feel like a lot of Homestar cartoons looked very polished too for the time. They looked almost professional compared yeah, to yeah, like um, they didn't just open up Flash and use like the pencil tool and you know 
make some stick figure characters and call that a cartoon. They they actually you know honed the 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 cells um, like an actual uh, like an actual cartoon would. Yeah, like it's um like right now I know it's from you know newer a newer video, but they haven't really changed the characters much since then. I'm looking at the uh, the sort of the thumbnail image for the Trogdor the board game commercial, and it just it looks leaps and bounds over just about anything else. Even like the video for Ultimate Showdown, it just looks a lot better than anything else that was around at the. Yeah, definitely, and like Flash was such like this cool thing, like. I I was kind of introduced to it as like this is the thing that's going to replace Macromedia Shockwave, um, which was <laughs> the thing that basically every popular site had at least one game written in in Shockwave on it, um, just to kind of keep visitors around and for a while and give them something to do. Yeah, I think this is like this is a little bit before my time. I think like although uh, I, I do remember like the Shockwave player and stuff like that. I, I just I'm struggling. Or was that would that been used on like Newgrounds and Congregate back then? Uh, I th- think that Congregate came around after the advent of Flash. Um, Shockwave was more used for um, like the the example that I always come back to is um, on AngelFire.com, which was. Uh, kind of a geocities type place where you could make your own you know this is my this is my web page and here's all this cool stuff that i like um on their home page they had uh they they had a a snowboarding game um and i think it was just called snowboarding game <laughs> um, i think I've, i think i've played that actually now that you mention it and yeah you just use your keyboard to move back and forth and avoid um avoid obstacles or you know jump over moguls and do tricks and every time you jumped in the air you'd hear a little sample of a voice going yippee yeah i've definitely played that before (laughs) i think the only like the flash felt like it was you know a progression of that to like even more you know cool complex things that we can now see in our in our web browsers it's just weird to me because now flash is uh flash is kind of dying off as the you know, sort of like, well, I mean, it's been dead in terms of usage for a while now. Homestar really being the last kind of holdout. And I'm just wondering, how do you think, I guess, look into the future, how do you think that they're going to keep making tunes in if once Flash becomes like completely obsolete? Yeah, um, I, I've thought about this for a little bit, and I feel like maybe they'll keep using Flash, but like Flash will stop being a thing that's, supported in like playing the flash files directly in your browser will stop being a thing that you're allowed to do just because there's so many flaws with it now that are uh, especially security wise Um, but just as something to like animate with and then maybe you know capture it and put it on YouTube um, I guess kind of like Adobe uh, audition or or Whatever, whatever Adobe product is used for animating, I'm not an animator by any stretch. Yeah, I'm, that's what because that's what they've been doing so far to try and archive the old tunes. I hope they. I do. You, I think eventually they'll probably just have the whole site on YouTube, which will be a weird transition from having like the actual place that you visit kind of. Yeah. Go and, away. And I think I, I think actually the vast majority of the 
cartoons have been uploaded by at least somebody to YouTube at this point. Like they may be bad, you know, uh, unregistered hypercam to <laughs> of the of the uh, of the flash site. Um, but they're at least, you know, a, a simulacrum is there. Yeah, speaking of uh, the YouTube things, this is probably my favorite like Homestar adjacent thing is that there's a guy on every single, well, almost every single Homestar Runner video upload, either by the actual Brothers Chaps YouTube channel or by uh, just anybody who will claim that A, the Brothers Chaps are like horrible racists or sometimes even like weirder and more like absurd claims that I don't remember and I think they'd probably be unpleasant anyways and that he also claims that he invented the entire show and he shows up like on all of their videos and starts like massive fights i only remember this was like three in the morning and i decided i'll read the comments on homestar runner videos (laughs) and it's wow i i had not seen any of that and i'm sure that it it is not uh the guy who uh, originally wrote the book with them uh craig zobel Oh no, it's it's not him. I've I've gone to the guy's YouTube channel and all he has is really weird psychedelic music that he seems to have made himself and that's about it. I don't even remember his name. I probably before the next uh, next episode I'll find his name and talk a little bit about more about that, but just his existence has always been extremely funny to me cuz he'll go on these long unhinged rants about the brothers chaps and about how he was the real creator of it and it's it's just a very uh it's a very, it was a very strange thing to run into because apparently he's like well known in the community and he's like was involved in HR wiki for a while and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like I got out of the Homestar community like right before YouTube was launched almost. Um, yeah. Like my, my years of watching Homestar religiously probably went up to about 2007. Um, and then uh, I came back to it every once in a while, hoping there would be something new. And occasionally there was, but that that was really during the the dark times of nothing really happening there on HomestarRunner.com. When did the site first kind of go silent? Do you remember? Uh, I want to say I want to say around 2007 or eight. Um, it was right about the time that I started college. Like it was still super active when I was in high school. Like there were like, I went to a, I went to a Catholic school. So we, we wore uniforms for most days, but we'd occasionally get non-uniform days. And at least a few people would be wearing Homestar Runner or Strong Bad shirts or, or hoodies um, on those days. You know, it was, is a really, is still a really big thing um, back then. But then, yeah, I feel like as soon as I went to, went to college, it, it kind of started dying out like the 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 thing that I remember um, like being a surprise that something got posted was the the seriously forks spelled with X's. Um, I, that was yeah, because that was like they posted that and then went dead again for like two years. Yeah, I think that was an April Fool's thing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I actually remember kind of still like still enjoying that one as well, though the Xerixly Forks or whatever it was supposed like. I think it was supposed to be a parody of that. Uh, that there was that uh, Bugs Bunny and uh, Tweety show like remake where they were all superheroes or something like that. 
Oh yeah, like the cyberpunk Bugs Bunny show. Yeah. I yeah. can uh I don't proudly say that I have seen every single episode of that awful, awful show. Man, I need to talk about that with you like off the air, because that I, I've only seen stills of it, but I, I feel like that's something I should at least see a little bit of. You you did yeah, off uh, I mean obviously I talked to you more about this off the air, but yeah, it's 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 bad. It's it's <laughs> It's bad in a way though that's kind of weirdly entertaining. Like it's 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 not funny bad, but it's also not. Uh, I guess it's also not like I don't know. It's just it's enjoyable in a very sort of weird campy way that could only could have existed in that period of time when they'd make shows like that. Yeah, that that was at least the the Xerixly Forks was uh, an, another really good example of just how good the brothers chaps were at making like joke designs for all of the characters just you know sometimes as a one-off but sometimes they just became their entire uh, an entire other series you know like the old-timey cartoons or you know the stinko man (laughs) universe i cannot wait to talk about stinko man that's one of my favorite bits from the show it's really good yeah, I've tried to use that. That one's I've tried to use to get my like weeb friends to watch it is to by sending them Japanese cartoon. But I don't know. I, I feel like another thing, and this has been offhandedly mentioned in the uh, Henry Kissinger uh, Pokemon Going to Die Discord, uh, I think by either Matt or Brooks or someone. They mentioned at one point that it's very hard for people who didn't kind of experience it at a certain age to get into it now just because of the way that it is. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's really one of those things where if you're at the age where you're looking for something that's just a little offbeat, um, you know, just slightly outside of like your normal, you know, kids WB cartoons or, you know, whatever they show on Fox. um, Yeah, it's it's that. You know, I'm I'm a teen now, and I want to see something new and different that maybe not a lot of people know about. That's true. It definitely had a very cult sort of appeal to it, because for whatever reason, when I was in elementary school and in high school, not a lot of people had really seen like Homestar Runner. It wasn't until like the last couple of years that I've met people who have actually watched it outside of like two of my friends, one who introduced it to me and one who I introduced it to. Which is weird, because from what I've heard, especially from you, it seems like a lot of people you knew were into it or had watched it. Yeah, definitely. The the first the the first person to tell me about it uh, was um, a classmate of mine from middle school who sent me a message uh, over AOL Instant Messenger about it over uh, the summer <laughs> break between between eighth grade and high school. I just realized uh, right now uh, I'm probably going to have to change the name of this podcast because I totally forgot. Home, apparently, Homestar Rerunner is a fan blog from like the 2000s. Oh my god! I was because I, I was I was not in the blogosphere at all in in that time. The only reason I, I apparently I just found out because I was scrolling through. I was trying to find that guy who I was talking about earlier who comments all that stuff. Uh, his YouTube channel's been uh deleted now from apparently for violating their terms and services which is probably because he had a really anti-semitic video on there at one point uh but well he, you know what our good friend strong bad would say happened to that channel you would you'd say it got uh removed 
<laughs> it got removed. <laughs> yeah, it's he. But yeah, he claimed like apparently he claimed that uh, he went on a really long ramble saying that they were racist child molesters, and then it was entitled "Homestar Runner Creator Exposed." Yeah, that's that's not a thing you should do. Nope. I, I think I can understand why he's not around anymore. Nope, it was really, it was just very, I remember just being a very surreal thing to discover because he thought that like the brother's chaps were out to get him and he claimed he was in the middle of a lawsuit and that's why the website wasn't updating. <laughs> like it was, wow. It was a very sort of uh, surreal thing to experience because I found out about it like last year in the middle of the night. Yeah, it was just- Mo- Monday, Monday through Wednesday were for uh, writing Gravity Falls and and Yo Gabba Gabba, and then Thursday and Friday were lawsuit day. <laughs> and they go to court to argue with this clearly disturbed man about uh, about how he created Strong Bad. Yes. Um, one thing I wanted to to ask you if you'd um, experienced um, maybe like after the fact because uh, it was kind of a, like a right as they were starting to get popular thing. Um, the channel G4 uh, had this show called Pulse. Uh, it was a it was a digital cable channel uh, that I think was originally about video games only, and then spun off to be just kind of everything all at once for internet culture. Um, but yeah, they had this show called Pulse, and uh, they did an interview with uh, the Brothers Chaps and uh, Melissa Palmer. Um, and I want to say it was like 2003 or 2004 that they did that because they have a clip of them sitting on a couch with GameCube WaveBird controllers talking about Animal Crossing. I've seen that video, but like, obviously, like I would have been like five when that came out. Yeah, but I've seen the video a couple of years ago. I because somebody ripped it all and uploaded it onto YouTube. And I think I saw it there. I don't really remember a lot about it's, it. That's something I'd have to rewatch. Yeah, it's just a really interesting look at, you know, this is this is kind of what Homestar Runner the day to day looked like right before it started being their full time job. Um, like it's them, you know, working out of their apartment, um, you know, with a, a basketball hoop in the back and challenging the G4 guy to see if they can get more hoops than, than he can. Um, oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's I remember, an interesting watch. I remember thinking like, it's pretty much exactly what I expected the brothers chaps to be like in real life. Yeah. Like they just seemed like two just kind of goofy, permanently adolescent guys. Yeah. Just talking about, just talking about video games and hair metal all the time. Yeah. You can definitely see how like the way they were kind of bled into even like, the early parts of it, like I've always been not concerned, but always kind of wondering if they thought that strong bad was like genuinely cool when they started. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Like in he always seemed way. to me, even like in the, in, in the stuff that was like, you know, a jumping Jack contest, for example, which is one of the cartoons that got taken off the site because it was so bad um, <laughs> that, that he was that he was meant to be like the bumbling, the bumbling villain who was always trying to win, but never could just because he was too full of himself and stupid. 
That that's that's true. It's just because they kind of fill him up with a lot of traits that I imagine someone like them also kind of would have admired. Like in particular, his like adoration of hair metal and all that sort of stuff. Like they stuff that I imagine the brothers Chaps probably share in terms of traits with him. Yeah, and and his utter obsession with you know old video games, like the the email where he talks about all of the different types of video games that there are. <laughs> yeah, because it feels like it, in. oh yeah, that feels like just something that the brothers chaps are just saying at you at that point. But yeah, like we're the brothers chaps, and we want to be a floating head in a vector game that shoots blocks at you. <laughs> what I, I I just what I do like is that I think almost every game that they mention in that female actually ends up becoming a real game on the games page later, or at least uh, we. Yeah, the, the vector game does. Now that I think about it, I think you're right. I think uh, even even secret secret collect, which was like the Atari twenty six hundred game, um, they they turned it into a game that you could play a, at least a couple of levels of. Um, and then they referenced that character of secret collect, who is just a square on the screen later, as like. Uh, um, as like uh, one of those like Pac-Man Saturday morning cartoon spinoffs. Come on, Secret Collect. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dragon's <laughs> Castle. Oh, I don't know about that. Collect, collect, collect. Yes, that's. It's just one of those things where it got so ridiculously out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I was like talking about. Like a lot of the like the show towards right before the break or the pause or whatever I don't know what it's called, but right before it went silent for uh for quite a while, I think like that was one of the like the only issues I could say is it got really hard to get into if you hadn't always been into it. Yeah, there, there's nothing there's nothing about the site which really communicates to you from like your first visit that you should go back and like maybe watch some of these things chronologically from when they came out. So you can, you know, yeah, cause there's no plot, but you still kind of have to see, like I, I've, I've always wanted to create a master list of episodes you have to have watched in order to get like later, like references, like the sweet cup and cakes episode and stuff like that. Yeah. Because like, unless you have like, because when I started, the, the show had been going for quite some time, and I just had the no friends level of free time that I could just sit there and tenaciously watch every single episode over and over and over again until I knew them like the back of my hand. Yeah, that was me too. Like I just because there were so many of them, um, like there were still under under a hundred at the time when I started watching, but there were so many strong bad emails that I felt like. Well, I can't start here. There's just too much. I have to watch the I have to watch the long form tunes first so that I can understand this. It's one of those things where like just I remember sitting there one day with a friend of mine and we just sat on the computer for something like six or eight hours and we just watched every single one up until uh, the 200 email special, I think, was where we what was the latest one at the time. Oh, wow. Just watched all the original 200. That's that's a day right there. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I remember always feeling vaguely bad every time that that was one of like the hangouts with my friends was just we're gonna watch just a ton of internet cartoons. Yeah, I, I think uh, 
I think that was about the point in in my childhood when um it, when I started like being more of a like instant message my friends more than like actually go to their houses type of situation. Yeah, I was kind of I would have been in the same spot, but like I said, my parents were always really weird about online, which is probably why I got into this show and all that other other sort of stuff so late. So I wasn't really able to do those sorts of things. Like I wasn't allowed to browse the internet by myself until 13. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense then. Yeah, which is like I was extremely offline until high school and at which point I just, you know, made up for lost time by injecting online directly into my veins. <laughs> um I suppose like by the time you were in high school most people had smartphones already. Oh so yeah, like, the that, very that would have been like I think most people like in yeah, let's see, high school, yeah, most people would have had like very the 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 first or second i iphone no it would have been almost iphone 3 or 4 by that point yeah Yeah. i think the only the only way that i could watch internet videos when i was in high school was to go use the like um the candy colored imax in the computer lab I feel like that's that's definitely one of sort of the interesting uh, sort of dynamics about like is the sort of the difference between how like I for me it was like I would just go down into my basement and just watch them on like the desktop for hours like you would have genuinely in some cases had to have had a, you know employ a level of ingenuity in order to find a place where you could watch internet videos yeah and now you just you know whip out your headphones on the bus and like I'm gonna. I'm going to watch Let's Plays to forget the fact that I have to commute 90 minutes each way. <laughs> like, that's like, that's what I mean. Like, in, in, in getting ready for this episode, I just like about a half hour before we started recording, I just sat down with a playlist of the character videos on YouTube and just watched grainy Hypercam 2 rips of <laughs> uh, all the character videos on YouTube again. I, I figured out, uh, I actually figured out how to make Chrome... Uh, still let you play the actual flash site, but it, it required a little bit of uh, Googling to figure that out. Oh, yeah, it's it's such a nightmare trying to get, like, I haven't been on the actual site in quite a long time. Like, I've only been, uh, I've only been using YouTube to watch the videos because it's just been easier that way. Even though I do have, like, a genuine sort of uh, nostalgia for using the actual flash site. Yeah, like, it, it's... I remember, I feel like maybe I had high-speed internet, um, like, right around the time when I started watching it, but then uh, I got my own uh, desktop computer up in my room, and the the cable, <laughs> the cable wouldn't reach up there, um, so I was still using a modem up there uh, to, to use dial-up, um, and uh, yeah, that that required a little bit of dedication to watch Homestar Runner over dial-up because um, like the longer cartoons would probably take a good six or seven minutes to load. Yeah, like you mentioned, I think you mentioned when we were talking about beforehand that you had like some stories of the various places and things you had to do in order to watch the most recent upload. Yes. Um, should I get into a couple of those? Yeah, I think that's like probably going to be winding down. But yeah, just like maybe like I'd, I'm just interested to hear one or two of those probably be good content for the end here. Okay. Um, 
so yeah, um, the the freshman, the the summer after freshman year of high school, um, like I said, I went to a Catholic school, and uh, in in Minnesota, I think it, they might still have it. Um, there's this uh, there's this summer like there's this week long summer camp that like Christian uh, teens go to um called summer festival and uh you 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 stay at like a college campus and you sleep in the dorms and then you go out and do fun faith activities all day in uh you know (laughs) oh yeah i was i went to plenty of christian camps too i i get the feeling yeah and i just happened to find that the student union building where we had our nightly Christian rock concerts was, uh, was also internet connected. Um, so I, I logged on, I think there. And I think that was, uh, when, I think that was when the, the Vamlum times, uh, teen girl squad came out. I watched, I watched that, um, on that computer on the, the CRT monitor. Um, I think running windows XP. And uh, the other time that I could immediately think of was um, a family trip that I took to Mexico, um, I think in 2003 or four. And uh, um, we went to uh, this Internet cafe in in Acapulco. Uh, and um, the, the newest thing that day was uh, the, the new boots cartoon. So I, I watched that, uh, in, I watched that in a Mexican internet cafe and then I left and a dog followed me back to my hotel room. Oh, I think stray dog. What I like, uh, the one, the one legged, uh, one legged stray dog. There's (laughs) there's my obligatory Homestar reference for this episode is, uh, yeah. Stray little brother. I can make it on my own. That little guy. <laughs> He's got a heart of a champion. <laughs> oh, Tenderfoot. <laughs> Is that how you see me, Strong Bad? As a one two-legged elephant? <laughs> All right. We're, we've gone off the rails just a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's good for the, uh, the first episode here of, uh, uh, I guess, Homestar Podcast Name Pending. Uh, so I, uh, hope you all enjoy this and, uh, hopefully, you know, get into more of a swing of things as the show goes on. But I think that went pretty well. Yeah. No probalo. No probalo whatsoever. We'll think of a way to end this podcast better in the future. Uh, have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night.